welcome. I'm Jackie Simmons. I'm the host of the Suicide Prevention Show, and you are in the right place if you're looking to wake up or to have your world wake up just a little bit more. And to help us do that, we know that one of the basic human needs is to be heard. And we're in a society that has a hard time listening. We're in a time and a culture that listening is a lost skill. So what if instead of focusing on listening, you focused on speaking in a way that other people could actually hear you? To help us do just that, please help me welcome to the show, Dr. Eric Goodman. Or Eric Goodman, PhD. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. And it's such a pleasure to be a part of this movement that can make a huge difference in the lives of many people. Eric, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor and tip your camera just a little bit because I'm not seeing the top of your head. Nope, tip it the other way. There you go. There we go. Now, whoops. Whoop. <laughs> All right, we'll do that again. There we Unintended go. consequences. <laughs> no there we worries. go. Now I can see. But there's not much to see up on the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It, it is a beautiful thing to have to be well framed in this day and age. Thank yeah. you for that guidance. You're welcome. Dr. Eric, it, it, is that the right way to refer to you? You can, no, Eric is fine. Okay. Um, please. <laughs> Trying to be mindful here. Thank you. The world of communication and talking is such an important thing in a day and age where we really have a struggle to feel hurt. And I feel like that's a basic human need what brought you into this whole realm where this is so important to you? Well, that's a really broad question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I guess it would have to start when I was young. I, I was the person that would listen and I seemed to attract, I must've been like, I had that sign like in the, in the Snoopy, in the um, Charlie Brown, where it's like, I'm the psychologist because people yeah. would come and talk to me. And it was because I was a good listener, I think. Uh, and it wasn't I just listened. I actually, or and I didn't just hear them. I was actually listening to what they were saying. And I had the ability to connect with them in a way that I think helped them move to a, a better place based on what it was they were sharing. And sometimes all they needed to do was, was to vent um, <laughs> and get something off of their chest. So, but in terms of that, more broadly speaking, I think, you know, there's an intersection here as it relates to communication, because that is a deep human necessity to connect really. And I think it's one of the basics in life is a sense of belonging. And we do that through relationships and developing a relationship with people that we know, like, and trust. So I think people understanding that skill set is really critical. And as an educator, one of the things that I've discovered over the years and sort of noticed is that, you know, while there's an emphasis on IQ, EQ is so much more important. When I talk about EQ, we'll get into that, but it's really this idea of emotional intelligence. And part of that is self-awareness and understanding yourself and regulating your emotions. But the other part of that is the intrapersonal part of that, which is really the social part and that aspect of listening in relationship to others and regulating your emotions in relation to others. All right, so that's a huge concepts and very complicated. Let's bring it down and tell me a story because you didn't come out of the box with all of the scientific knowledge and oh, understanding. Sure. What does it look like when someone isn't being heard? Well, I think what it looks like is isolation when someone's not being heard. Um, a sense of not having that connection and belonging and you know obviously in that case there isn't trust if someone's not being heard okay so tell, me the, tell me the story tell me of oh. one of your clients or yourself who experienced this and what it was doing in their world well so i'll share something that i haven't shared with others um, prior to this at least in a public forum um which is near and dear to my heart because it involved my mother um so when i was younger I was the one who found her letter, literally coming home from school and finding it on the desk, her suicide letter, saying she was taking her life and she couldn't handle it anymore. Maybe she had been living in chronic pain. Um, and I can just remember the panic and like, where is she? What is she doing? And running upstairs looking for her, found her out in the garage in her car. 
with the engine running. Fortunately, even though she wasn't conscious, I was able to run back in, call 911, and she survived. Um, but I think part of that is people, when they don't have the ability maybe to connect and share how they're really feeling and where they're at in a way that is genuine and transparent, that then they feel helpless and there's a loss of hope. And so, so your, that's a mother, big part of it. Yeah, your mother couldn't share what her experience of pain was until she was at the point of being suicidal. Right, exactly. Wow. Yeah. I, I absolutely see where that, how old were you? I was a teenager. So, you know, it's something though that sticks with me. And I think the, the irony of it, and this goes back to a little bit of my heritage. Um, she was not born in the U.S. She was a Holocaust survivor. Her mother and most of their, her grandparents. I mean, I've got a list of almost 100 relatives that perished. And you know, what, what I think about is man's search for meaning, Viktor Frankl, I know one of your other speakers mentioned that, and I was reflecting about that. And I think, you know, what's so important about what his message was in that book is that, you know, life is never made unbearable by circumstances, only by a lack of meaning or purpose in your life. And I think in part, you know, you can strip everything away from a person, but the last of the human freedom, which is to choose one's own way. And so there's a choice. And that's what your last speaker was talking about, right? Choosing life. And I think, you know, that's a powerful part of that. And when I see the irony of it is those are people that didn't have a choice. And when we look at what's happening more broadly in the world today with um, discrimination and racism and the different movements and genocide and things that continue to stay, there's a much broader conversation. And I think communication is the thing that can unite this planet. You think about it, there's 6,500 languages spoken on this planet, over 7.8 billion people roughly. Mm -hmm. And what if the ability to your point about the question about listening and communication, what if through that process, we could understand, respect, and value each other in a way that unites us and empowers us to connect. Got it. That's pretty impressive. All right. So this is a big challenge for a lot of people to feel like they're connecting. Mm -hmm. And so for your mom, there were many, many reasons why she was struggling to feel connected to the people around her, even inside her own family. Yeah, so you shared a couple of them. One is chronic pain, physical pain can certainly be a disconnecting factor. The yeah. other was this emotional burden, this sense of, of loss that she carried and that it impacted your entire family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, it, it's impacted generations and genocide continues around the world, despite the fact that we know, and, and so we haven't quite figured this out as human beings yet, but we're working on it. On a very personal level though, what's the one thing that made a difference for you with your mom to be able to actually have this conversation after the fact where that she could continue to, to, to be able to start to talk about what was true? Well, I think part of it is understanding that there's no wrong or right and there's no judgment um, and to be willing to have a conversation from that space that people are experiencing what they're experiencing, whether it is chronic pain, depression, or a variety of other things that may be impacting them. And that's where I think you know, we'll get into the conversation and how to have that conversation in an appropriate way. That, you know, it's really about honoring somebody and, and acknowledging where they're at without wanting to fix and solve their problem. I think that's a really key part of it. And, you know, their perception is their reality and really helping them understand that, um, you know, it, things can get better. And, and even for somebody like Viktor Frankl, who talked about, he pictured himself surviving beyond the concentration camp and being able to speak in Vienna and tell this story about stuff. And, you know, 
even as a young doctor, he spent four years in one of the state's largest hospitals dealing with a ward that was focused on people that were suffering from depression. Mm. And the thing he heard repeatedly from those patients was, I'm so glad I wasn't successful because I recognized there was a solution later. It wasn't okay. obvious you know, at the time, but yeah. you know, it made sense. And that's really where I think he came back to recognize that you know, all those other things, your, your health, your family, your wealth, and so on, your happiness maybe could be stripped from you, but it's your attitude. That's the last of your human prison. You can always choose that. And you could always restore those other things if you held hope. But it was in the absence of hope that then that was really the reason for death. Um, so maybe a, a little bit of a tangent to your question. No. But, I, but I think, you know, it's an important point when we look at this holistic thing. Look at this holistic. The power of communication is not to be underestimated. And the lack of that power led your mom to try to take her own life. So let's give people some steps. Let's give them something that they can actually hang their hat on. If I want to be a better communicator, what's my first step? If I want to be able to talk so people can listen. Sure. Well, I think personally, one of the things that I've always been intrigued by is people that excel and that are high performers in what they do. And so having studied communication and looked at, you know, there's a sender and a receiver. And what happens so often is the person sending the message assumes that the person receiving the message is communicating in the same way. Well, there's that word assumption. Okay. We know what happens when you assume things, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, one of the things is really making sure you're speaking the own language. And I think in part, I would use that analogy. And I read many years ago, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's like, okay, whether it's a gender difference or whatever else, but it was only in the past couple of years, I discovered something way more powerful than that distinction. And I think we'd all agree that people have different personality types, right? And based on that, do we think that people communicate differently? I think we can look at our own family, our mother, our son, a husband, wife, spouse, kid, parent, and think, yeah, well, they're not just like me, but we assume that so often in communication. Cool. I like that a lot. We do assume a lot. Okay, so if somebody's going to stop assuming mm-hmm. that they're being heard. Yeah. Right. That's a really good place to start. Let's just start there. Let's stop assuming that we're being heard. Then how do we find out? I mean, and and I know you've got a gift for everybody and it's a tool and we're going to give that to everybody that's going to shortcut this. But we're going to have this conversation without the tools. This is a tool-free conversation because you didn't always have this tool and you've been on this journey a long time. So I, I, and and trust me, I do love the tool. So everybody get ready because we got something special. But if it wasn't a tool, what would they do? So I think part of it goes back to, and I'll get into explaining a little bit of the tool because it will be helpful in, in advance. But I think, I think back to the seven habits of highly effective people. Stephen Covey talks about seeking first to understand and then be understood. Mm. And, you know, growing up from a religious perspective, it was always your top golden rule. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. And I think it goes beyond that to understanding the platform rule is do unto others as they want to be done upon, if you will. Many of you are probably familiar with like the five love languages or things like that. People appreciate different things, whether it's time or gifts or words of affirmation and so on. Okay, and- so we're going to pause there for just a second because that's a huge assumption you just made that, that people know what you're talking about with the five love languages. So pause for a second, because that was a really book. That was one of those books that helped me make sense out of my life mm-hmm. when I understood my love languages. So for people who are not familiar with that book, there are five of them, right? Right. Yeah. Because um, mine was undivided attention. That was my love language. Mm-hmm. And once I understood that, well, it informed every decision I've ever made since then. I mean, what do I do? I host a show. What do I get when I'm hosting the show? Undivided attention. It's perfect for me based on my love language. What was your love language? Well, so that's a really good question. I I think mine are sort of mixed um, in terms of acts of service is probably one of them. And then affirmation. I mean, I'm pretty high on those. 
Got it. Okay. So as, as we get more into how this relates to the tools that you're going to um, share with everybody. Oh, I'm going to help me close the loop. The other languages. Okay. So we've got acts of service, words of affirmation, undivided attention. Um, receiving gifts. And you have, I think you mentioned the time. So I think those are. Yeah. Uh, to undivided attention and time are, are kind yeah. of together. And the, the last one, I think is physical touch. So just so everybody knows, it's yeah. worth viewing to find that out about yourself. But that's not the only thing you need to know. No. I, yeah. That's right. I mean, so that's one example. And I think we've all done, or, or I shouldn't say, again, I don't want to assume anything. Yeah, many yeah, yeah. You have, know I'm going to catch you on many, it. Many people have, have done a personality assessment in sometime in their life. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I ran across is something d- developed by Sherry Tree, who created a system called Bank. And it's it's different than you might be familiar with Myers-Briggs or DISC or other things like that. And many of those are, are comparable because you can take something like a um, DISC, D-I-S-C, and BANK, B-A-N-K. They're both acronyms for a type of personality. And I'll share a little bit more about that. And they're exactly the same, only completely different in that mm-hmm. What you find is that most of those personality systems were designed around understanding from a psychology perspective yourself. And what's so cool about bank is we're actually developed to understand other people. And that's where the emotional intelligence part of it comes into play. And so I'll share with you just real quickly what those acronyms mean. So that way, when you get your report, you'll know a little bit more. And I'll just take a second. Well, we're, we're making a huge assumption that everybody's going to get the gift. So before we go down, okay. this hole, all right, because because this could be this could take us an hour or a day I, or a month. I could do or a it year. briefly. You tell me. That's yeah. Fine. Uh, and so the power. What's the power? Why would somebody care? Before we give them anything about learning about themselves, sure. Why would somebody want to do this? Well, why someone would want to do that? It goes back to my comment about IQ versus EQ, um, particularly in the context of this summit on suicide. We know from meta-analysis without getting into all the research that there's a relationship between emotional intelligence and suicide in that. And I'm gonna flip that. There's a ra- there's a relationship between emotional intelligence and choosing to stay. Yes, very, very well stated. Okay, so, I'm, so those, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, yeah, that, that would make me scared to go into the world of emotional intelligence. Hold <laughs> on. But it's a positive thing. If you understand emotional intelligence, your your ability and opportunity to live a happy, successful life and have a happier family, happier marriage, higher quality of life, all those things, making more money, um, rising up in your business, all those things are tied to high performers with emotional intelligence. And so there's a correlation there is what I was getting at. Yes, yeah. so I did. It, it was want- a positive correlation, just a negative outcome attached to it. So it, I Exactly. To and, and more broadly, it's about mm-hmm. understanding yourself so that you can be more effective in the world, the self-awareness in who you are and how you regulate your emotions. But more importantly, if you think about your life, you, you know, as a human being, we're creatures and social beings that need to connect. So your ability to do that effectively, if you want to increase your skill set around being able to build and enhance your relationships, regardless of it's in your family and your professional life. That's why you would want to understand this because you're just going to enhance the quality of your own life, personally and professionally. So there we go. The case for emotional intelligence. Building your emotional intelligence is the skill that allows you to build connection. And having connection is the survival skill that is evolutionarily sound. It is the one thing that makes us capable of survival. Yeah, there are a few hermits, there are a few lone wolves out there. They are relatively rare in the world. So yeah. I'm not discounting them. There are people who don't need a lot of connection. But even my sister, who lives in a very remote part of Montana, wants connection. Yeah, sure. she just doesn't need a lot of humans in her house. <laughs> yeah, but, but she still wants connection because it's a very basic human need. Mm-hmm. And I think being heard is part of that. We feel connected when we know we're heard. 
And so now understanding yourself through the different personality types makes sense and understanding others through these tools makes sense because it improves our ability to communicate and connect. Exactly. Well, now that I've given a platform for it, lay it on us. <laughs> okay. So bank, as I mentioned, is an acronym. And so the easiest way, and you'll see when you go to get your free gift, so you can get your own report and it'll literally take you 90 seconds to do it. So it's super fast, which is the brilliance of it. It's not complicated at all. And you'll find that this information will empower you about your own strengths and your ability and even some tips on how to communicate with people that have different personality types. So okay, having said that. I gotta pause you. I gotta pause sure. you. Put, put the card down. Okay. Because once we get going down this direction, it's gonna be hard to pull back. Okay. And what you promised was you would share what the acronym DISC meant as well. So I don't mm -hmm. wanna lose that. So let's just. What did the initials DISC mean? And then we'll go into what bank. Means, okay. okay. Well, so that's fine. Um, DISC stand. It's an acronym for dominance, inclusiveness, um, stability, and conscientiousness. And so, basically, there there are things that summarize a temperament, if you will. And this is nothing new. The personality science goes back to Hippocrates, who was the father of med medicine 2,500 years ago. He said, if you take the human race, he believed that you could categorize people into four temperaments and recognizing that if you treated them differently based on their temperament, you'd get better outcomes. So fast forward to science and medicine today with DNA and things like that. He had no idea of sort of what he was onto at that point in time. So bank is a a variation, but it's much more powerful in that it really was designed around how people make decisions and buying behavior because it was created for sales. But in the context of this, you can think about buy-in and influence. Are you able to influence somebody in your life in a powerful way to say yes to life, to make a choice to stay? Now, that's a really key piece. So I'm going to say this. Are you able to influence people in your life. Now, this is not about control. This right. is about influence. And one of the things for me as a parent is recognizing that I had no control over my kids. Thank God we got to a point where sometimes I feel like I have a little bit of influence. So the tool is a lot of fun. And so we're going to get into this because it's bright colors and I love bright colors. And so Everybody's going to get a chance to do this because that's your gift to everybody, which, oh my God, what a great gift. So that'll be in the chat as we get into it. But let's play with this. Okay. Now I'm ready to play. I was not, be, okay. I was not ready to play before. All right. Thanks for your willingness to play and, and to be open-minded too. And as I go through each of these, I'm just going to spend a minute on each. Um, but I invite you to think about people in your own life that you know that fit in this category. And then when you actually get your report, It'll be a lot clearer because there's a lot more detail than I'm going to go into in a brief time. All right. So I'm going to have everybody play along with us in the chat. So when when you explain the rules first, because, okay. you know, I mean, I, they need to know the rules, but I want them to play along so they can tell us what they think their code is. That'd be great. Thank you. And then in that chat, make sure, please have it both for panelists, panelists and attendees selected when you're typing your message so everyone can see. There we go. Their code is. All so, right. So. so the first one, again, and, and this is <laughs> what you see, a, a digital version of these uh, when you go online to get your gift. But the first acronym is a B for blueprint. And blueprints are people that are inside of the box. And you're probably not going to be able to see. Oh, this yeah, really there we clearly. go. That's perfect. Perfect. But perfect. basically, okay. these are people that value things like stability and structure. And you can see the image of the little architectural thing. Mm -hmm. You think about a foundation. It's a blueprint to build a house. There's a plan and a process and they like things being predictable and they don't like risk. Okay. So they're sort of inside the box. Then you have an action. And these are the people, action types, these are the people that value fun and winning and competition. These are the movers, the shakers, the millionaire makers. These are the people that like the red carpet. You can think about Red Bull, you know, they're full of energy, walking the red carpet. You can see the little microphone, it's sort of that celebrity thing. These are people that are like outside of the box, you know, they, in terms of how they approach life. They like to live life fast, oh, it's cool. about image. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm writing the blue is inside the box and the red is outside the box. Okay, I'm Absolutely. so far. 
Yeah, so contrast that. Outside, these people don't want to have anything wet box. They don't want to have anything to do. They don't want to be put in a box. <laughs> box? I didn't see the box. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the blueprints want the box. They want that stability. And, and to carry that box metaphor forward, it, that analogy, if you will, the next category is the nurturer. And the nurturers mm -hmm. really recycle the box. For them, it's about relationships that are most important. It's about harmony, morality, ethics, making a difference and contributing and being part of the team and community. And so these are people that, you know, really, and you can think about the yellow and, and how warming and friendly that is. It's like there, it's just like sunshine and the warmth and there's, there's golden as honey and as sweet as honey, if you will. And they Aww. see the world in that way in terms of how they experience people. So it's all about connection, which is part of what we're talking about here mm -hmm. as well. Then the K is for knowledge. And these are people that invent the box. These are the people, <laughs> these are the, the, the R&D people. They love learning and science and discovery. And they value information above anything else. And so it's all about data and facts. And you can think about the color green like the movie, The Matrix, where you have the code, or if you use Microsoft Office, Excel, you know, it's like the data-driven type thing. And so it's all about information that's important to them. And so you can think about this in the context of relationships and people you know. And what's interesting is, so you can see actually after my name in the Zoom, you can see my code, I'm a KNAB. And so my first is a K. So if I'm a knowledge, and again, this goes back to the golden rule, if I'm talking to people as if I want to be talked to, I'm going to talk to them with a lot of data and information and things like that. That may not be what's important to them. So if I'm doing that, I'm missing connecting and building a relationship with these people. And you think about your friends in life and please do type in the, the chat. Thank you for posting that. Which type are you? What's predominant? And you're a little bit of everything too. And you'll be able to actually sort these in the order of what's most likely to least like you when you go online and get your report, which is an important dimension of this. But having said that, what's really interesting is that if you think about the people you know, like, and trust, a lot of times you find somebody that you hit it off with, more often than not, they're the same personality type than you. You know, like, and trust them immediately, but it's these other people that you may not be connecting with. And you can think about that in your family and your friends in terms of, do you have a strong relationship or not? So if I'm delivering a message and having a conversation with maybe a teenager, my son or daughter perhaps, about suicide, how I talk to them needs to be different. I need, may need to be really multilingual, if you will, and not just speak one language to have that conversation. Okay, so you said something really, really important. You said that if I know my type, somebody who's the same color, you know, the, the same um, first letter, if you will, mm -hmm. we're going to have sort of an instant no like and trust relationship because we speak the same language. Yeah. It's going to be a lot easier to connect because we speak the same language. Exactly. All right. So this is really interesting. Does your language change as you get older? Well, I think it can. I mean, what's really cool about this system, which is different than a lot of the other systems that are out there, it doesn't label people in a way that some of those other systems do. And I think about, there's this notion of um, a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Carol Dweck has done some work on that. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, and I think this is really important when it comes to suicide and as an educator, so often people are told, they're, or they're labeled like you're really smart or you're a genius or things like that. Um, and or maybe you're extroverted or you're introverted and people live with that label. And what's nice is we are all all of this to varying degrees. And so your question about does it change? It's values based. So I think in general, yes, it can shift over time. And when you look back and you look at your life 10 years ago and say, do I have the same values and preferences oh, and things, yeah. you know, that I, I had 10 years ago? That's really interesting because I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, I go back. Yeah, I mean, I ran my own daycare. I would have been so yellow. I would have been in that nurturing thing. Mm -hmm. Not where I am today. Yeah. You know, 
what's really funny is I had not even consciously thought of it until you flashed the cards of it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so red, you know, yeah. <laughs> right down to my toes. So Exactly. So one thing that I want to share about this that I think is an example of how this plays out in family dynamics is that, you know, since we are all a little bit of everything, if you can flex and become multilingual and speak the language of somebody else in your family and meet them where they're at, the platinum rule, rather than, you know, um, just talking the way you would want to be spoken to, you'll be more effective. And an example I'll share from one of a, a fellow trainer that utilizes this system was she was, had taken in a family that was having some challenges um, financially. And what she found was that in the family, the father was action. He was action all the way in terms of what he did. You've got a mother that's blueprint. And in this case, the grandmother was living with him and she was nurturing. And so, and the son who happened to be a knowledge was often stuck in his head and really conflicted and thinking about suicide, literally. And so what happened was though, as he understood, like, I'm not broken. Like, this is just who I am. And this is my preference. He recognized that, in fact, you know what? He was just okay. And then he was way smarter than all of them. And he actually had a gift that no one had really appreciated or he hadn't recognized in himself. And that, you know, awareness shifted things for him in terms the of isolation. The yeah. isolation of being different than the other people in your family. Exactly. This was the experience that I had growing up. And for many years, I didn't get it. I just knew I was different. And then I stumbled into astrology and realized that I'm a Gemini. All three of my sisters are Virgo and they are all older than me. So by the time I was born, my parents had had three in a row. They would have had no clue how to deal with me. And that was my assumption. Sure. And as I have gone through more and more of these awareness building tools, because I've been on this journey to figure out where my communication gets glitchy, where my connections aren't strong, especially since I've been on this mission to empower people to live powerfully, to wake them mm -hmm. up to the pop, to the I like to call it perpetual optimism. You, know, you sure. get to know, like, and trust yourself. It's a lot easier to be optimistic. Yeah. And so with this tool, I realized, oh, yeah, this is why I'm different still, or even more so, is because I'm red. I'm an action taker. Mm -hmm. And that's not the personality of any of my sisters. And um, some of them, I'm not, I'm going to have to send this link to them and say, okay, so I can't figure you out. You figure you out. But yeah. my sister who's a nurse practitioner, I can figure her out. She's yellow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty telling people's professions that they go into and how that mirrors that. So not only you sending it to your family, but I encourage others to please do share this. It's oh, interesting you mentioned the mission. The mission of Codebreaker Technologies that created the system is to connect and empower humanity. And, and in fact, this is something they were invited to talk at the United Nations about because it has the potential to actually solve a lot of our world challenges. So family, friends, helping you understand who you're relating to is really critical. And so it's a $99 gift that we really want you to spread the word with your community because, again, one life can make a difference in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we absolutely espouse that. So let's play with this a little more. If you're on the show live, go ahead and put it into the chat. What color do you think you are or what letter if you remember the letters? And we're going to go through them again because I'm going to ask you some questions. So can you hold up the blue card? Let's start with the blueprints. Let's yeah. keep them in the order. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for checking that. Okay. So somebody who is primary B they're going to value stability, structure, systems, planning, processes, predictability, responsibility, duty, rules, credentials, titles, and tradition. Okay, you can put the card down so I can look at you. Here's what I realized. Somebody who values stability and structure and predictability mm -hmm. is going to be highly, highly challenged by me. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and so now that I know, this is really, really interesting for me. Okay, so put, put up the red card because um, I, we're getting some reds in, in, in there. Here we go. Red, freedom, flexibility, spontaneity, action, opportunity, excitement, attention, stimulation, competition, winning, fun, image. Yeah, I'm really red. Okay, so you can put that down. Now, who am I going to be challenged by? Well, so far, I'm going to be challenged by blueprint people because yeah. they're inside the box and I'm outside the box. And if I know that they're a blueprint person, I can accept the fact that I probably don't want them as a mentor or a client. Just by definition, yeah, yeah it, it might be not what we would call not my tribe. However, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I can't have a meaningful relationship with them. Right. It Absolutely. just means I might not want them as a business partner. Yeah. And, and that's a choice. And, you know, either you can, you know, do business with people that you know, like, and trust that are exactly like you. If you want more business and the ability to have greater influence, you can become multilingual as long yeah. as okay. those people okay. don't drive you nuts, you know? All right. I've got to tell you what's <laughs> happening in the chat. Okay. Because I know we're monitoring it for you. Sure. And my daughter is a blueprint. Okay. <laughs> and we work together. So, so much for that whole theory that I just put out there that, that I might not want them, you know, as a business partner. She's my business partner. Okay. So here we go. It's not so cut and dried, people. So let's keep doing this. What's, the, what's next? B-A-N. So the nurturing, they value again. Ah, relationships, authenticity, personal growth, significance, teamwork, involvement, community, charity, ethics, harmony, morality, and contribution. All right, we probably all know someone or multiple someone's who that is. If that's you, if you are a nurturer, if you know you're yellow, pop that into the chat because we're going to have some fun with this to make sure to see where is this group? Because we have a really diverse group, apparently. We're getting a lot of, I've got some yellow that are secondaries. So that's really key. Yeah. You know, that, would, that would calm down an action taker if they were a nurturer. It would, it would calm it down a little bit. So yeah, cool. let, me, let me share one thought about that because you mentioned sort of the second place, if you will, in terms of what's mm -hmm. most the least important to you, that sequence is really critical. And it's your first two primary codes that tend to drive your decision making and what influences oh. you in terms of who you connect with. What's really important to recognize is the third one is often what people default to under stress. So you can think about that in the context of the summit and that people may not always show up the same when they're under stress. And recognizing that how you might deal with somebody traditionally based on what their first or second code is, if they're under stress, they may be acting a little bit differently. Ooh. So you may need to shift a little bit there. And the last code is typically something that turns people off. Like it's like, as you were saying before, if you had something like a crystal ball that could drop from the ceiling, I'd tell you, this is exactly what I need to say to this person to have influence, to get them to say yes or do something that's going to be in their best interest, you know, what would that be worth in, in understanding that versus having a tripwire, so to speak, that turns them off and away so, from your message? I'm going to just, because um, Katie put her code in, she's a B-K-N-A. So you so are blueprint, knowledge, nurturer, action taker. So what you're saying is blueprint and knowledge are how she makes decisions. Nurturing mm -hmm. is where she goes when she's under stress. Yeah. That is like totally makes sense for her life. So that's really, really key. Okay. Thanks for I validating love that. And yeah, Katie, thank you for, for posting that because it gives us a real, because I'm, I'm not going to take and check out from the summit and go do the test. So everybody do, you can do their 90 seconds and put it in the chat because it is only 90 seconds. So if you have the ability to do that, go do that and come back and put it into the chat. We've got time for that. Yeah. All right. Let's do the fourth one. Let's find out what, what K is. Since my daughter's K is second, <laughs> let's do this. All right. She value learning, intelligence, logic. Self-mastery, technology, oh my God, research and development, 
science, universal truths, expertise, competence, accuracy, and the big picture. Cool. All right. So tell me more about the knowledge-based person. I mean, I know we're going out of order, but tell me more about the knowledge-based person from your perspective, because that's you, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. So I think, you know, from a knowledge-based perspective, for me personally, it's about self-mastery and, and learning and the quest for that information that is going to um, help me accelerate my ability to have an impact. And so that's really important. So I love technology and innovation and things like that. Um, and also, even though you, you may think about the action being outside of the box. I mean, the knowledges are the ones that invent the box. So it's about creation and building things that's really important. Um, and what you find though, in the context of oftentimes knowledge is the connection piece for many knowledges. I happen to be a knowledge nurturer. So I do connect with people in a way that somebody that maybe is a knowledge blueprint or something else knowledge you may not connect and build those types of relationships as easily. In fact, they might be a little standoffish and isolated in terms of their interactions in the world and sort of characterized by being, um, you know, either a technology um, person or in when I was growing up, it was the people that may have been labeled as like a nerd or something like that. Um, they were the, the kids that played Dungeons and Dragons. And so this leads into bullying as well, because there's huge implications for that in terms of understanding other people and helping other people respect and understand the value, because everyone has value in what they bring to the world. Okay, now I got a question for you. Sure. And the question is about bullying and bullies. When yeah. it comes to bullying and bullies and bank code, mm -hmm. I can see where it could have a lot of possibilities. And one of them that comes to my mind is, is there any correlation between any one of the prominences and becoming a bully? You know, it's not something that has been researched to my knowledge. I mean, I think we could, we could guess that there may be some relationships. And also I think among bullying and other types of behaviors, because based on the preferences, you can see like a blueprint is maybe a little bit more thoughtful in terms and planning in terms of how they approach things, whereas an action maybe is a little bit more, you know, seat of the pants, like I'm just going to do it, like and taking action. So I think there's some correlation there with bullying. You know, I don't know. I, I think one of the things I'll share an example of bullying. There's another trainer that was has done some training in bullying. And when I train people. What I find is that as people get this understanding, they, they begin understanding like who was the bully that bullied them if that was the case. And in, in this case, you know, it was an individual who had been being bullied. And what's interesting is that was a person that was being bullied that was nurturing. And the bully happened to be in action in that case, but the rest of the family were all blueprints. And they didn't understand why this person took the bullying. Why did they give their lunch money to this other person? You know, but oh, they're nurturing. They're going to do that, you know, and, and other things like that. And why she allowed her friends to take advantage of her. Um, and she felt like she was broken. But once she understand that was just, you know, she's nurturing that that was a preference for her. So I think it's just how it plays out is understanding, like, it helps explain why maybe you behaved a certain way. It's that self-awareness, but you have a choice now that you recognize that. That's where, you know, the opportunity comes in. And I think when we talk about our own behavior, people that might be familiar with, you know, your thoughts obviously influence your feelings, which influence your actions. You know, that's a really key thing. And, you know, Viktor Frankl even talked about it. Between stimulants and response, there's a space in our power to choose our response. <laughs> and that's where our freedom lies. And so that's what really is empowering about the system is it gives you that ability to make a choice and to be empowered and maybe choose a different approach or a different thought that will ultimately lead to a different behavior and a result that you desire. I think you just hit upon the key value of doing self-awareness anything, whether it's the personalities with bank code, whether it's meditation, the, the key value of self-awareness, anything is that it gives you the ability to pause yeah. before you take an action. And that's an ability that 
I didn't have for most of my life. It has only been the last, you know, maybe, maybe a year that I have really started to develop this. And it was through the self-study. So bank code, human design, love languages, to, to, I mean, there, just, there are all of these out there. So everyone can just go to the tool that makes the most sense for them and start somewhere. I love the fact that you have made this so accessible to everyone, Eric. So that's Thank such you. an amazing gift. All right. So the power of knowing myself is secondary to me. No, actually it's not. But there's a close second. And that's the power of knowing the people I want to communicate with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you think about it. I don't know if, if you maybe not have traveled lately with COVID, but you think about when they come on and they say, you know, put your oxygen mask on first. It's that self-care care and your own self-awareness first. And then that it's the intrapersonal understanding yourself and managing and regulating your own emotions. And then the intra interpersonal, the social skills, the relationship piece. So you've got to have both. But I, I would argue that until you understand yourself, and you can regulate your own emotions because when you get into those interpersonal relationships, if someone triggers you and maybe you react a certain way, if you don't choose in that pause to recognize that that's happening, then you may not respond in a way that's going to build and enhance your relationship and build trust with that individual and enhance your relationship. Oh, you said that so gently. If you don't pause, you may not respond in a way that's going to, yeah. If you don't pause, you're likely going to knee jerk. Yeah. And we were talking about this earlier today, that knee jerk puts us into a place where we try to correct other people. Right. You know? and, and we get into this, our view being the only view we can see. Yeah. So the color coding is really useful for me because I'm very visual. Mm -hmm. the, ling the language, I love the way they did this because putting in the letters, making it the acronym, for someone who's linear, that's going to be a really easy way for them to catch up on this. Absolutely. The power for these, for me, is in the fact that they're, they have these lists of values. Mm -hmm. And if for no other reason to just get the list of values and start to understand that not everybody values the same thing. Exactly. What a concept. It is so powerful. I mean, and, and the brilliance is in the simplicity. And I think it was Einstein who said, any folk can complicate things, but it takes a genius to simplify them. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I did not know that quote from Einstein. I yeah. love that. Any yeah. fool can complicate things. Exactly. Genius to simplify them. Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, that's really the gift of this system is, is that power that it it really has taken something and I think cut to the core of the human beings, if you will, on our planet, like if across, and this is something that's being used in over a hundred countries. And so as we continue to evolve and enhance our ability to understand each other's, it's just a, such a simple thing and so quick compared to some of these other things that are out there that might take you an hour to figure out, but then it's really more about yourself. It doesn't help you understand each other's. The other thing, that I think is really helpful that I, another quote by Einstein that I love is that he said, you know, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it's stupid. And Oh, wow. What a great analogy. How many of us have been judged for what we can't do? Exactly. And so recognizing that all of these have value. Every one of us has a gift and a talent. And when you look at that, and that's why as an educator, if you look at the, the root word of education, or one of the root words is educare, which is to draw out. And I think our, our mission needs to be, how do we draw that out of humanity? Or whoever we interact with, can we leave them in a better place by drawing out their brilliance? And it's sort of like the Pygmalion effect and in, in believing in them and finding that gift and helping them discover that within themselves. Cool, what a great conversation. All right, so the answer to the question that we started with, how do I talk so other people listen? Begins with knowing what their values are so that I'm speaking to them in terms of what they value. Exactly. 
And so how you start is handing them these cards. There's kids' cards, having them crack their code, share it. So you know who you're talking to because you wouldn't go to another country and not learn the language. And it's the same way if you're going to have an impact and influence and be able to get from, you know, have that influence, you need to understand who you're communicating and what they value. So very well stated, Jackie. So cool. How to have more impact and influence. And when it comes to influencing people to stay and you know this is really important so the idea that something as simple as 90 minutes 90 minutes 90 seconds of rearranging these to figure out what you value the most in this moment knowing that as you grow and evolve it may change as you well yeah i mean we've we've had speakers who what they were doing 10 years ago and what they're doing today is dramatically different. And so yeah. we expect that their awareness of, maybe their values haven't really changed, but their awareness of what they value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's part of it. I used to value creating stability, getting along, you know, not make, not having, having this, um, influence i was known for having a stabilizing influence sure now that's not what i value i value stimulating people taking different approaches shaking up the status quo which is why my theme of this summit is waking up the world so it's not that i've changed who i am but my awareness of what's important to me has changed Mm -hmm. So not, I'm going to, I'm going to caution people just because you get somebody's bank code today. Don't assume that this is the way they're always going to be. Yeah. And context plays a big part of that as well. Like we talked about with stress as well, mm-hmm. but understanding that is, is really key. And I think when it, at the end of the day, when you talk about communication, it's really the threat of life. I mean, it brings us together. It's that belonging and connection that's really important. And bank gives you the insight in terms of how you make decisions. And once you have that awareness of yourself, you can make changes to, to do what you need to do to change and how you need to maybe um, pivot based on the circumstances in your life, um, because you can be more or less, it's again, it's a growth mindset that really allows you that ability to change and having meaning in your life in a powerful way. That is such a powerful tool. Eric, thank you so much for coming on and explaining this to everyone. Thank you for sharing this tool for free with everyone watching this live, everyone who's watching the recording. It'll be in the show notes for everyone. Thank you. My my pleasure and really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the summit, everybody. And again, take the time to crack the code of yourself of other people because you just don't know what impact it might have and how it'll help your effectiveness. So thank you all. Thanks, Jackie. 90 seconds. Make a difference. Crack your code. Done.